Before we dive into today's episode, I want to make it clear that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are my own and do not reflect those of my employer. I'm sharing my personal thoughts and insights, and while I may draw from my professional experience, these are not the official statements from my employer or any other organization I belong to. Now let's get started. So if you are on the other end listening, you're probably asking yourself, what's with the Black Girl White Collar podcast name? How did you come up with it? What's the purpose and point of this podcast and why do we even need it? Well, we're going to talk about that in this episode right here. This podcast was birthed out of my own experience. I remember sitting in a cubicle thinking to myself, there has to be more than this. Does anybody see me? Does anybody hear me? I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel appreciated. And I remember listening to a podcast and the podcast was women at work and they had a specific episode that talks about the scarcity of sisterhood. And in that episode, they were referring to a book called Our Separate Ways, Black and White Women and the Struggle for Professional Identity. And some of the points that they were driving out in that book resonated with me very heavily. And so from there, you know, I began to connect with some of the ideas that I had already been feeling. Um, And we'll talk about some of those issues or some of those thoughts and feelings um, as we go throughout this season and address some of those. But if you get an opportunity, really either listen to that episode and or get the book as well, because it is very insightful And, uh, so from there, it just had me thinking like there has to be other women because this book was written and because there are other books like it that talk about black women and corporate America. And I just thought I want to create a space that amplifies the black and brown women of corporate America and women in general. Right. I'm not saying that women in general don't experience some of the same issues, but there is a special context around black women and the generational trauma that we bring with us to corporate America. You know, <laughs> it's it's like what Erica Badu, bag lady, you gonna hurt your back, carrying all them bags like that. And we carry bags the moment we walk into that building, the moment that, well, that was pre-COVID, but even in our virtual spaces, we're carrying bags that people cannot see. We're carrying the trauma of generations and it follows us to these workplaces. And so the whole idea for Black Girl White Collar is to really uh, create a space for black and brown women to share our experiences to address any issues and challenges that we might face in the workspace as a result of our culture and what we bring along with us in terms of generational trauma and some other things. Now let's break down the title, Black Girl, White Collar. You may ask yourself, why is she using black girl instead of black woman? Clearly she's a woman and clearly I am. However, putting some context around this point is 
sometimes I look at corporate America like a a playground, really, where we as the adults show up on that playground uh, in all our unhealed trauma as kids. And we're out here making decisions every day in these boardrooms, in these meetings. And it's a place where through these communications or interactions with our coworkers, the unhealed trauma of ourselves, no matter what your race or gender or what, what your background is, they tend to show up. And it's most of the time in subtle ways. So for me, it was really recognizing some things through different interactions at work. Whether I'm in a meeting and someone is reiterating what I'm saying, or that's always been a pet peeve of mine when somebody says, well, I think what she's trying to say, or whether you don't feel confident enough to speak up because of your fear of rejection or your fear of whatever, those subtle things tend to show up. And when you peel back the layers of your experiences throughout life, it really started when you were a child. And so that's what kind of happened for me as I am discovering myself and have discovered myself in a way that I never was able to really look at myself growing up. And as I kind of evolve, being able to have these encounters and with folks who are very wise, um, just being a part of uh, or people really telling me the truth, right, of things that they perceive, you know, it's Les Brown. And I always use his saying and he says, it's hard to see the picture when you're a part of the frame. And I could never see it. I was always an overachiever. I always went for a difficult task and it was, you know, the drive for me. But when you have people in your life that can tell you the truth about their perception of you and being able to show you the picture of you, you start to kind of peel back that layer and through circles, uh, mentoring, therapy, all the above, you start to understand that what you're feeling didn't just happen as an adult, that it was really about the subtle things that took place throughout time, really in your childhood during those formative years and how they affect your decision-making, how they affect your choices in life. And it goes beyond corporate America, but because we spend so much of our time in these spaces, I thought it was important to connect our experiences with that. And so That is where the black girl kind of came from. It's really about that little girl in me that had those unhealed, I would say traumatic experiences. I I didn't really have uh, what they would, what you would consider. And I, I can't really define a traumatic experience, but I didn't really have a bad childhood. Right. Uh, uh, my parents did the best they could with what they had. They were very hard workers. They made sure I had everything I needed. I had a good family and people around me to support me and mentors. But it was the subtle things like being made fun of. I have severe acne as a child. I wasn't, um, as they say, a Barbie-like figure, right? And 
Um, so my self-esteem wasn't as solid as it could have been, as it should have been. And, um, over time I evolved, but you experienced life and you don't realize that those subtle things in those formative years are having the biggest impact later on in your life. And, you know, they show up in those rooms where you are having meetings, where you choose not to speak up or you feel intimidated or you feel a certain kind of way. And then to bring the generational trauma with that, that is what we're talking about in, in this podcast. Um, and then if we go to the second part, white collar, of course, that has a double meaning. One is obvious, right? In terms of working in corporate America, in the spaces that we're in, and that, that fits across different sectors, not just private sector, but government and nonprofit, because they tend to have the same type of structures as well and the same kind of issues that black women face. So it's not just one sector. It's not just one industry. It is across the board. Um, but the other thing as it relates to white collar, when you think of a white collar, you tend to think also of women of ministry, right? Some type of theologian, um, and it's really about the belief system. What we believe about ourselves informs how we act. And I had to learn that, you know, I have a great pastor and her wisdom is, has been very instrumental in my life along with some other folks, but just learning about um, or being in a space, my church family, being in a space to really understand and evolve in my belief system and how that informs and shapes what I believe about myself and how that impacts um, my decisions. I can remember my transition from graduate school to a full-time job. It was a struggle, my people. It was a struggle financially and I can remember just the thoughts around you I don't know if you've ever had the experience where you had to get um five dollars of gas until you get paid and that was all you had so you just go to the pump to get five dollars worth of gas because that's what you got until you get to Friday and you know that's on that uh, <laughs> full uh, the the faith Fridays where you go and get then you go and get $20 worth instead of filling up your tank because you don't know what's going to life might just happen. But all of that is, is a scarcity mindset that has been passed on from generation to generation. It's not just because of that particular situation, but in looking at the entire picture. So it's, it's really about what we believe and what, what kind of belief systems and what kind of norms that we have adopted just being amongst our family, just being amongst, you know, your culture. And until you recognize that, you know, you don't tend to see it because you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. So long story short, this really is about connecting those two things. It's about creating a voice for a population that typically 
uh, our voices tend not to be heard as loud. And uh, so I create this space for us. I create this space for you. And um, one of the things I want to add to each segment is really a Dear Corporate America letter segment where I want you all to write a Dear Corporate America letter. You can write as many letters as you want. Let's keep them to a minimum in terms of the word count and things like that because I I do want to talk about some of the issues. But this is your opportunity to give voice to whatever it is you might be feeling that you can't say to anyone else that you this is not a space where it creates retaliation. You can submit your letter anonymously on our website or you can send it to blackgirlwhitecollar at gmail.com. However you want to do it, but it will remain anonymous. And it is your time to have your voice and your say to really tell corporate America what's on your heart. This is a gift to you from me. And this is also a gift to others to learn, to understand. This will be very beneficial to HR professionals, organizational behaviorists, DE&I folks, anyone who wants to understand the experiences of black women, black and brown women, and how we navigate through corporate America. And I'm not limiting those letters to just black and brown women. You know, I say that, but that's because that's who I am and that's what I resonate with. But if you want to submit a letter, submit the letter. It is to tell corporate America that we are here. And this is what I want you to know about my experience. Or this is how you can help me. Or I might just be fed up that day. I just might need a space to get some things out. So that would be your opportunity. And so in the upcoming episodes, we will talk about um, a lot of things that you might be experiencing. But I want to always give voice to you. And so this is our opportunity. This is your space, not just mine. And I want to amplify your voice. I want you to know that I see you. I hear you. I feel you. And most of all, I appreciate you. I love you. And I celebrate you. And with that being said, this is the point of it all. That representation matters. And Black Girl White Collar Podcast is here to represent you. So remember, until the next episode, words have power, people have purpose, stay lifted.